Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Garden Gals. We've got you covered on all things Bruins since their departure from the bubble. But first, this podcast is brought to you by Couch Guy Sports. Make sure you go check out all of the written content at couchguysports.com as Jess and I are uh, responsible for two days a week of writing. So it would be super cool if you read some of our stories on top of the latest Patriots, Celtics, and Red Sox coverage as well. Also, check out all of our podcasts on the network. Um, My personal favorite is uh, Legends Lingo. And right now, since the Celtics are advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals, you should check out the Rafters podcast as well and Small State Big Takes. Um, Make sure to subscribe to Couch Guy Sports on Twitch. Give us a follow. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, subscribe as well. Also, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can get access to our recordings and other shows such as BSP's Blocklist and more. Also, some pretty big news, Jess. This has been in the works for a while. Our store is officially live. Yes, finally. Uh, so I'm probably going to go head on over to couchguysportsshop.com and grab myself a nice little crew neck sweatshirt. Because I'm definitely going to get a hoodie. It, we are officially entering. We're in hoodie season. Yes, like I went outside today. And I was like, this is football weather. Like, I am so excited. And it's, it's 68 crazy. degrees right now, but oh. so it's bordering on sweatshirt weather, but it was 53 <laughs> overnight. So Ooh, that's beautiful. we're getting there. We're getting to hoodie season and we I'm love, thriving. And we love to see that. So normally this time of year, we're ramping up. Um, we're getting ready for a new season. Yeah, we're getting Not ready for ending one. Yeah. But, um, you know, unfortunately, the Bruins did take a fat L to Tampa Bay. They, uh, they choked on some spaghetti. Yeah. That, I, I knew it was going to be a tough series going into it. I thought it would have gone six or seven. I, yeah, I definitely did not anticipate five. And finding out post... Like, I guess what would be considered, like, their locker clean-out day, um, exit media day, whatever it is. Um, finding out that Bergie is still playing with his lingering groin issue. Pasta was dealing with some sort of lower body injury. You know, it, it makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. With then, Pasta, though... I was a little shocked to hear that Cassidy was like he lacked on conditioning. Yes. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about that Um, because he was... Like, maybe that was his lower body injury. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because him and Andre Kasha... They were late to arrive. Yeah. And, And, I mean, Kasha was late to go to the bubble even. mm -hmm, Which is why I was kind of shocked, like... I, I can't believe it was like only like a little over a month ago <laughs> since this happened. It feels like forever, but I, I felt like they were there for like three months. Yeah, but I didn't know if Kasha was going to join them in the bubble at one point because I didn't know if he was sick. What was going on there? Yeah, that one was really weird, but I do think he was like a really good addition. Yeah, definitely. I feel really bad because, like, there were so many times where he 
like was so close to scoring and I, he could not he like, couldn't finish he couldn't like oh, man I, I felt so bad I'm trying to think of like a good analogy yeah, but right? like I can't because I just like feel bad for him he tried so hard he did and like, it like was... I do think he was like a valuable addition definitely he didn't ever quit on trying to score no like he didn't he never overthought and overpassed like he was like I'm just gonna hope for a rebound Definitely. And I think one of the bigger improvements from last year's playoff to this year was the uh, lack of overpassing. Does that make sense? Like, I definitely think there were still some points where they were overpassing and like afraid to shoot the puck. Like, I don't know if any of our listeners have ever played operation, but it's like, if you touch like the side, like it buzzes, like, like, if they miss the net, like, are like their sticks going to like electrocute them? (laughs) Like, I don't know, but I definitely feel like there was not as much overpassing this year or last year, this year. I think there was more overpassing this year. Maybe my years are just blending together at this point, because honestly, uh, who knows? But I feel like, I don't know. I personally, like, could not believe that Nick Ritchie, like, first of all, exists. Um, I don't understand why we, like, kept beating that dead horse of an experiment into the ground. Right. And and just, it frustrates me because I knew that trading Danton Heinen was going to be an issue because he is such... um, a great front of the net presence and he really was an asset to the power play and what were we struggling with jessica power play goals (laughs) (laughs) i I mean also five on five goals but like still power play like the power play was so painful to watch and like I just don't understand. You have a whole extra person. Why are you giving up? Why do you suck? Why do you suck so much more on the power play? Like, I I do not understand it. Anytime we got a power play, I was like, can we forfeit it? Right. It's like, can we, like, give them, you know. Like, unless they were going to score within, like, the first, like, with the first power play unit, Mm -hmm. it was just going to be nothing. And that really means the first 30 seconds, like if they're going to pass it to Marshawn so he can have a wide open net. Like. Right. And I feel like every Marshy goal was the same one. He did it like three times and like in a row. Yes. And you know same. exactly which one I'm talking about. And they, like, like, they still didn't do it. Right. And like he, he was right in front of the net and he just goes, Poop. Like, like how did they, how did like Tampa as a defense, not pick up on that. He did right. it three times. In a row. <laughs> like, and it, it was just such a frustrating series. And I, like, I, you know, when they lost, what was it, like, eight to two? I was hoping Tampa would get ten, not going to lie. Yeah, like, at that at point. At that point, I was like, let's just make it outrageous. Right. Like, I was frustrated because I was like, you know what, like, the Bruins absolutely sucked. It, that's fine. I don't care. Whatever. My, I have a lot of gripe with that, and, like, I hate to go against Cassidy, but, like, I feel like that's really all on him and his mm-hmm. coaching. Like, that was a terribly coached game from the second the lineup was announced. Yes. Like, John Moore should be, like, kicked to the sun. and No, he needs to go to Disney and audition to be a Disney freaking prince. He looks like one. I mean, that's fine. He can be kicked to Orlando for all I care. 
But, I mean, he was already in Florida. No, he wasn't. <laughs> but, like, he was playing Florida. But, like, it was that was just a terrible experiment in its own right. And then, like, pairing that with the Richie experiment is just, like, a whole cluster. And then you pull out um, Halak. Oh, my God. That's and, right. Like, you really destroyed that one kid's confidence. Like. Yeah. And then. Terrible. That was just bad. So, in Bruce Cassidy's time here, he... That was um, the only time I've questioned him. I was just going to say, there have been very few times where I've been like, huh? Like, scratching my head at certain choices. That one was definitely that was the, the one that I was really like, huh? Right. Like, I, I felt very um, confused. Like, I feel like confused is I was an understatement. dumbfounded. Yeah. It was just very... It's like he went in there trying to lose that game. I haven't been that confused since physics in my senior year of high school. When all you had to do was rotate the paper. Yes. (laughs) But two weeks of confusion and like, I mean, granted, this was only a couple hours of confusion, but like still. (laughs) Um, But shout out to Bruce Cassidy for winning the Jack Adams Award. Um, You know, he has to be doing something right. I know that these were voted on before the playoffs, but it was just, you know, a whole, he just, he was great. Like I, you know, and people were like, oh, the Bruins have always been a good team. It's like, yeah, he's yes. Like they are a good team. Because they had good coaches. Like he has to make sure that they stay good. Right. And, the thing is, is like if you look, I don't, I don't know if you want to call it turmoil, but the chaos that he came into when Claude, uh, Claude Julian was fired, and to rebuild, he was coming into like almost like a full rebuild, and he saved. Yeah, them. and you know he, I'm pretty sure, all three years the Bruins have gotten to 100 points. Maybe not his first year. I don't know about his first year, but I know that they've... Like his first, like his two full seasons. His full seasons. His two full seasons, yes. Which is impressive. And And like when he took over, like he took like not a very good team to almost making the playoffs. Right. And I just, I think that it's impressive to come in, I mean, he was in Providence, so he was, like, already within the organization, so he knew probably a lot of the young guys, yeah. but the main difference between him and Claude is the ability to manage the young guys, and that is what Boston has, like, mainly has right now, because their core is, you know, getting, getting up, up there. there. Ooh. I mean, like, that was weird. <laughs> that was so weird. Um, but you know, and I think that it is important, you know, and like the first thing that comes to my mind is obviously like Tyler Sagan is scratched because he missed team breakfast. Like, I really don't think Bruce Cassidy would be like, hey, Matt Grizzly, you're not coming. You're not in the lineup tonight because you uh, didn't go to team legs. breakfast. Like, I just I think that's so stupid. But again, like that could have been like a strike system thing. I don't know. I feel like my preschoolers are probably a little bit whatever but um you know speaking of the aging core and you know we'll get to the news and notes regarding debrusque and our lovely ufas in a few minutes um 
Was 2019 the last real shot at the cup for the core? For the core, maybe, but I also don't think so. No, you don't. No, because just the way they played together, the way they meshed with even the young guys, like, like, I just, I don't see it being this year. I think next year would be their last shot. Definitely. I think next year is a stronger possibility, um, especially if they avoid this whole Nick Ritchie experiment. If they can just, like, shoot that experiment right in the foot, <laughs> that would be fantastic. That was just not it. No, and, like, I totally understand that these were really weird circumstances for – um you know, really all the playoffs and having four months off unexpected and whatever. But, you know, I don't know. I I, get that part. I do. But, like, the Richie experiment, it it needed to end. It never panned out. Like, the Kasha experiment, at least that kind of worked. Right. He was a great addition to the second line. He was an asset. He was not a liability. No. And, and, like, meanwhile, Richie is over there with dirty shots, and we're just right. like, can we stop doing that? We were begging player safety to suspend him because not only did we not want him on the ice, but, like, that was a nasty was hit. Like, yeah, I wasn't a fan of it. Yep. But I worry about um, Krejci and Bergie because, you know, they both – I believe that it's uh, Krejci's hip, but – we haven't heard anything about it. And he played a full season, I think, last year. Or he only missed, like, one game, which is huge. So I'm more worried about Bergeron than Crazy. I'm worried about his, like, workload almost. Yes. Because he's still producing at a just fine rate. As long as his body doesn't, like, hate him, then, like... He's all in, like, and you can see that he's all in. He has such a fire. Oh, like, yeah. I'm I'm worried about him, like, whenever his contract's up. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't, until then, I don't really have any worry about that. Definitely. I think that, oh, my God. And I said that I had to shut my ringer off. <laughs> um, I'm recording. What's up? Hello. Um, sorry about that, folks. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Um, I think what they could do is I think Jack Studnika is going to be called up. Um, I'm okay with that. I actually do like that. I think that um, that's probably – the best option. Uh, I don't really know. You know, I think that he is a third line center eventually because I think that Coyle is going to take over Bergeron's spot whenever that is. And you know what? If Krejci does retire next year or, yeah, his contract's up next year, you know, put Bergy on the second line and move Coyle up. Uh, yeah, Coyle up to 1C because it just – makes the most sense to me. I mean, it does make sense because that way you get, like, chemistry between the guys. But I don't – I think I would have to see it being played out more because, like, as of right now, I don't feel like that's necessary. So it right, not right. depends on, like, how, like, Bergeron ages. 
Mm-hmm. I definitely think that it's going to be a fun experiment. And, like, people talk about, like, rebuilds and everything. But I feel like the Bruins have... Their prospect pool is yeah. really good. Right. Like, Providence was doing really well Yep. before they, before they shut down. So it's just kind of like I'm not worried about their rebuild and when that time comes as I am with the Flames because, you know, for those of you who don't know, I host uh, another podcast about the Calgary Flames. So it's just kind of like when I look at two teams that make the playoffs and what their prospect pool looks like, what their team looks like in general. It's just like the Bruins aren't in a bad position. No. I think the Bruins are honestly sitting pretty, even though they're not they're not in the conference finals, they're not gonna go to the finals and all that. I do think okay. that like they're gonna be fine. And honestly with the way the world, I'm kinda glad they're out because yeah. they have like, most of our guys are getting – well, not most, but, like, a good chunk of our guys are getting up there on age. Like, right, they can use the rest. Exactly. I know they just had four months off, but, like, playoff hockey is a different level of intensity. Mm-hmm. So I'm not – like, I'm not upset about them losing. Like, everybody, I feel like, kind of expected it. And I'm, then like, they're... upset about it, but, like, not – it didn't ruin my, like, yeah. rest of my summer. It didn't, like, it didn't make me, like, really sad. Like, it made me sad for, like, all of, like, five minutes. Right. Like, as soon as the game ended, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I came like, to terms with it, like, during the game. Just, yeah. I mean, I came to terms with, like, the cup loss last year during the game. So when it ended, I was like, whatever. Yep. But, um, you know, on the other side of things... You have free agency, which kicks off in less than a month. I hate it. I hate free agency. It causes so much stress. Let's see. We are one, two, three. We are about four weeks away. Um, I hate it. I hate free agency. I hate it. It's just, it's so stressful and... I can't imagine being a player going through it because as a fan, I hate it. Right. Like, and I wouldn't even want to be an, uh, like a hockey insider, uh, you know, like Bob McKenzie or someone being like, okay. Uh, like you're trading this guy and right. then everyone's like, F you, I hate you. Why, right. Why, it's like, okay. why would you do that? Like, no, they didn't do it. <laughs> they just like, tweeted about it, please. <laughs> um, but... Tori Krug, you know, I know you have a love-hate relationship with him. Yeah, I don't really care what happens. I don't, I don't yeah. care if he stays or goes. Like, I used to want him gone this year. Like, he, he really upped his game, and he earns mm-hmm. his money, and he 100% earned more money. Yeah. But, I like, to me, like, I don't care if he stays or goes. And I, that's going to be controversial to a lot of people, but I just I, I don't care. I think that adds a lot to the team, but I also feel like we have, we have enough prospects like, right. to be fine without him. Absolutely. And that's kind of where I'm at, too, because, you know, I, I do like Tori Krug. I think that he's great. I think that he brings a lot to the team. 
especially now that he's learned to play his position. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I didn't like him. (laughs) But I, you know, he deserves his money. You know, he... He 100% earned whatever he gets because I know it's going to be a decent amount of money. Right. It's going to be more than the Bruins can offer. So, which is why I'm just kind of like, chase your bag. Like, you have a kid now. Do your thing, baby. But I also have, like, a weird, like, thinking because, like, obviously they have to work in Chara, too, because Chara's showing no signs of retirement. So, I'm kind of like, is Chara waiting for that and just going to take, like, the scraps and... I'll just be like, I'll have a crumb of a dollar sixty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, just a test to see if Chanel's gonna listen, right? <laughs> but it's just it's so frustrating because, like, you know, you never want to say goodbye to somebody who's been with the team for a while that actually brings something to the team. You never want to say goodbye to like one of your like your top defenseman never mind two of them and one of them being your captain right and you know a lot of people i think are rushing chara out but i think what you could do for him is obviously just like limit his minutes and which they did because you could see the growth in mcavoy yep and i think that's like i'm not a coach i don't get paid coach money. I wish I did, but you know, there's a reason why these people get paid what they do to make the decisions that they do. Yes. And Bruce Cassidy, if you're listening to this, I'll give you my routing number, sweetie, and my account number so you can throw in a few bucks. (laughs) (laughs) He can just Venmo you. You don't have to worry about routing an account. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot that like Venmo is a thing. Bruce Cassidy, (laughs) I love you. <laughs> you know, and I'm sure Bruce Cassidy doesn't turn to podcasts for his coaching advice. I'm sure that he looks at probably um, not. I bet he actually looks at like statistics and stuff. <laughs> but like, you know what I'm gonna do? Pretend he listens to my podcast. Right. Hi, Bruce. I hope you're enjoying your Sun. What's this? Saturday? Saturday. <laughs> I was like, wait. If it's Sunday, we're watching football right now. If we're um, Sunday, I'm gonna have. I'm mid heart attack. I know, which is why, like, we wouldn't be recording. No, but, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. <laughs> right. Like, I know not to talk to you on Sundays unless, like, it's a commercial break during a game where I'm like, hey, I have a question, but it's not the Patriots game. Yeah, but, I, like, I don't care about, like, answering your questions. I just care about trivial stuff. I'm just oh, like, yeah. I don't care what the cat did. I'll talk about him later. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now he's laying on his back, just, like, vibing. But, um... Oh no, the Cowboys game could be rescheduled due to the air quality in LA. Oh shoot. That stinks because I was gonna have chicken wings over at my in-laws. Chicken wings. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I can You can watch another football game. (laughs) Okay, but like yeah. What time were they playing? I think it was Sunday night football. Oh well there's two Sunday night footballs. Okay. Well, you know, Jake DeBrusque. What a segue. I was just going to say, that was like literally like the, <laughs> I don't know what kind of transition that was. <laughs> but, that was uh, cut. <laughs> yeah, for real. So Jake DeBrusque, um, it was reported by Fluto of The Athletic that his agent, excuse me, I don't know why I'm yawning. I had a coffee with 
three espresso shots. But um, he is reportedly starting negotiations at $5 million a year. Uh, if Jake oh, DeBrusque... If Jake DeBrusque replicated his rookie season sure. once or twice more, yes, absolutely. You know, I might say 5.5, but no. Like, I just, I don't. Like, that is close to, like. That's pasta money. Yeah, and, I mean, he's only making, like, what, 6.6 or something? Yeah. But, like, you, that's, that's, like, first-line money. Right. Boy, learn your place. Like, you're he's good don't get me wrong he's a great addition but he absolutely five, yeah he, he'll be a great addition to almost any team but no team is going to give him five no especially and I, after this last season like you're only as good as your last performance and his last performance honestly wasn't great yep and you know i think that starting at five leaves room for negotiations to talk down to you know four or three five, like I think that three five is more realistic. I do too, but I feel like starting at five, teams are going to be like, no, we're going to offer mm-hmm. you like one now, and because like we have to negotiate up, and you have yeah. to come down. So I know that I've... there was also reports um, in that same article of trading DeBrusque for Noah Hannafin, who is a Calgary Flame, but is from uh, Massachusetts. And Jake DeBrusque is from Alberta, which is where Calgary is. Or Calgary is part of Alberta. So, you know, it could be, like, a nice little, like, homecoming. I mean, that's all good and well, <laughs> but, like, they don't work out all the time. I know. No, I'm I just, know. like, <sighs> I mean, I wouldn't be upset with it either. Like, that, yeah. like that's a trade that does kind of make sense. Especially if I'm, you're losing Krug on the blue line, like. And, like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm cool with that, but, like, I... I also don't want them to, like, make any decisions with, like, DeBrusque, like, without negotiations. Like, you have to, like, try your hardest first and then just be like, okay, like, fine, we'll move on. Yes. Um, I definitely think that it is – it's going to be very hard to – like, if I was Don Sweeney and his agent came to me and was, like, $5 million, I would freaking laugh in his face. Um, I just, I don't understand, like, how, um, sorry, Kaylee asked me what my iced coffee order was, so I'm texting her. Um, shout out to latest edition to Couch Guy Sports, <laughs> Haley. Um, but, you know, I just, I don't, I don't see the Bruins trading DeBrusque, but I also don't see these contracts being signed before training camp. No. And we don't know when training camp is. We don't know when. The There's next- a lot of unknowns. Right. And I think that next season is going to have to be shortened in order to get not they're gonna screw up like hockey for like years and years so my question to you is would you rather have this new format where we you know say hockey starts in november or december and ends in 
August, September. No. No. Okay. That's like, that's what we talked about on Lockdown Flames because we were like, you know, everything kind of flows so smoothly because, you know, hockey starts and you have um, baseball ramping up for the playoffs. You have football starting and then, you know, ends in June and you got baseball to carry through the summer and it's just like a nice little cycle. That yeah, I just I just don't feel like hockey should be played in the summer. No, I don't like, either. If you have like terrible ice quality. Exactly. And especially, listen, I know people are like, well, the Bruins ice is only bad because this, this, this. No. Can we talk about warm places on this godforsaken planet? Like, like if there was hockey and a Florida. normal season in Florida in August, even no. with no fans, it's not going to stay cold. No. And people... I mean, I'm sure, I know that this happens at other arenas as well, but, like, you mix in concert season and how, yeah, you know, the floor I mean, down, granted, they gotta do, they gotta do that. The like, garden doesn't hold many indoor concerts in the summer, but the few that they do have will screw up the, right. um, the ice, and then if, like, if basketball piles on top of that, that's just oh. another thing to add on top like heat on top of ice like why that's like i'm just tired of this so like i do like the bubbled playoffs though yes i like because you can just like kind of pump through games but i also feel like in a regular world that's going to make them lose a lot of money because like Mm -hmm. normally people would be like working and like i know that people are working right now but there's a lot there's so many out of work but then you also think back to the qualifying rounds and how those were best of five. Yes. And that's eliminating two games. And that's, you know, how many qualifying rounds? There were, what, four teams? Eight, well, whatever. Two from each conference. So eight teams. And so that's, you know, two, four, eight games, like, that you're missing out on. And that's revenue. And my favorite thing is these – owners that are just like crying poor and they're like oh you know we're gonna be really strapped for cash and it's like do you understand what the average american is going through right now the average american got twelve hundred dollars six months ago literally six months ago so please (laughs) like cry me a freaking river about how you can't go buy like a 30-foot yacht to sail in greece get over (laughs) yourself okay (laughs) like pay my rent instead like oh yay twelve hundred dollars from the government six months ago yes um, I mean like thankfully I don't have to pay rent like but so many people do and like that twelve hundred dollars barely covers their rent like no utilities no anything else right. like like I'm lucky and I live in the middle of butt ass nowhere so my portion of the rent is like next to nothing but in my utilities through the summer have been like sixty five dollars. So I pay 30 bucks a month and like, that's a luxury because it's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So anyway, anyways, back to hockey, (laughs) eat eat the fucking rich. Okay. (laughs) Um, I get it. They worked hard for their money and all that and blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't want to see you complaining that your life's hard. No. Um, it's ridiculous. I don't under, I, I don't understand. Like people are just like, 
literally trying to make like $500 last. And then these rich people are like, I can't afford to pay my arena workers. I went off on that. it It makes me so angry. And this is a good conversation for anywhere. I don't care. Um, poor people, not even fucking poor people, but like the working class, like, you know, anyways, hockey, (laughs) hockey, pay your fucking players too and market the league playing their pay play paying their players. Sorry. I cannot speak. That is irritating, but paying their players is tough because they're going to be strapped no matter what, because they have a salary cap. True. Like they can only spend so much money. It's not but like also, they just have a luxury tax. But also, like market your league better. Yeah, there's a lot wrong with the NHL, but that's like, like a whole can of worms. Yeah, and I think that'll be a really fun episode to do in the future. And it's just kind of like if we were in charge of the NHL for an off season, what would we do? And you know, we could make like a grocery list of things. Yeah, that is going to be something that will be good for when we have our new... Our new co-host! Our little Chanel, because I feel like she will bring a lot to that conversation. Yeah. So I definitely don't want to have that without her. No, definitely. And I talked to her... I can't remember if it was for this show or for Locked on Flames, but she talked about how the uh, will call tickets... Um, how those booths are moved every other season, it feels like. And that's something I noticed, but, like, it's not something, like, it's not something that I care about because I always have my tickets on my phone. But when Chanel was, like, it really, like, wherever that is, like, that's kind of where I need to be dropped off. And I was, like, yes. And, you know, the garden is not exactly in the safest area, like, car like traffic wise for a girl in a wheelchair to get across the fucking street but um you know chanel is going to be an amazing addition to couch guy in this podcast she's so excited i i can't wait i was nervous to bring it up to you because i was like i don't know how she's gonna react but um i love chanel i know no no i know i know you love chanel and plus like y'all have some orchestrated beef. <laughs> My beef with Chanel is going to be aired. Our dirty laundry yes. is coming to play. Just kidding. You thought the call her daddy drama? What <laughs> Wait till you hear this. No, I'm just kidding. But I'll have to, like think of something now. <laughs> no, we'll have to go into like a drama. Why I hate Chanel. Just kidding. Um, and then also, like I mentioned earlier, Kaylee is. Uh, has officially joined Couch Guy Sports, and... She wrote her first article yesterday. She did, about uh, Bruce Cassidy. Yes. And I'm so happy to have her part of, you know, our team as well, and, you know, obviously I know that you and I kind of do a little bit more than just hockey, but the hockey coverage is going to another level. And I think... Yes, they the have, site in general. Couch Guy has such a great group of gals covering this hockey team definitely and you know and even in general like I just want to kind of pat everybody on the back here um you know from the writing staff to the twitch team to upper management it's such a fun environment to work in and you know I can text Al at like 
10 o'clock at night and be like, hey, like, how do you feel about this idea? Um, and I texted Nick and Jared earlier this week because I was like, hey, you know, we have a lot of new people coming on and there's not, you know, everybody's kind of busy and they don't have time to do like an orientation sort of thing. So how would you feel about a PowerPoint just to kind of give everybody a rundown and just show everybody like, this is how you upload an article. And if you have any questions, you know, you know what to refer to. And it was well-received. It wasn't like a, oh, well, this needs to be handled by one of us sort of thing. Yeah, I do like them. Like I texted Al, um, when was it? I don't know, like last week or maybe Monday or something. Cause I couldn't figure out what to use for a photo. Yes. And I mean, granted, I walked into him giving me shit for it. But, like <laughs> it was funny and like perfectly played and well received. So I am like, I'm just happy he's comfortable with giving me shit. So exactly. And that's what's so important. It's just like to have that fun, playful environment, but also being able to like get shit done. Big fans. Big fans. So again, thank you to everybody here at Couch Guy Sports for making this an enjoyable experience and you I'm know this a little podcast a reality yes and shout out to al for our lovely name and oh my god he's gonna his ego is gonna go through the roof i know i'm gonna have to tell him to listen to like the last like five minutes of the show <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there you know there's really nothing that we can say like oh coming up next week we'll have a rundown of this but you know we can well, obviously we'll have a rundown of me and bird bones as beef yes also probably like some stanley cup final preview nonsense um yeah, maybe there'll be some like negotiations that yeah about or like trades or something i don't know hopefully the bruins do something <laughs> of interest but in their off season yeah like if we could do something and i don't have high hopes for it but, but, but i also feel like manifest. they're best yeah but i also feel like there aren't like a ton of moves that have to be made yeah i agree so yes thank you again everybody for tuning in to garden gals please follow us on twitter at Jessica Belmosto and Jess, what's your at? JLDX392. That's right. And like I said, next week, we've got Chanel coming on. It's going to be a blast. And go buy yourself some merch from the Couch Guy Sports Store. And it's couchguysportsshop.com. And we will catch y'all next week.